That is the goal of your life, to be found faithful, to hear the Lord tell you, well done, good and faithful servant. Ryan Stevenson, and if you recognize the female voice, that would, of course, Amy Grant this morning on Victory 91.5, about 15 before 11, Brian Race. Ray Haynes, we have reached uh, the conclusion of this wonderful morning of teaching on uh, the Day of Atonement of Yom Kippur and uh, this is the part I really get excited about, Ray, because we begin to sort of crystallize some thoughts and, and answer that all-important so what question. Yeah. A lot of material, but so what? And so I'm going to turn your mic on there and right. let you run with it. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, sometimes, in fact, almost every time, almost every break, the song that introduces it has mm. some part in it. And I'm sitting, I was thinking, sitting here thinking, well, look at that Amy Grant. And which is an, a, a rather a rather appropriate mm-hmm. singer to introduce uh, this conversation. If you're younger and you don't know the name Amy Grant, really, you might have seen the the movie on I Can Only Imagine, and you saw her her part in making sure that that the author of that song uh, actually uh, that Bart got to sing it and step in, and she realized it was his anointing, his calling, and so she was a very big part of that. I didn't know that until I saw the movie, but if you're You've been around Christian music for a long time. You will know that she was this little kid, this teenager. That Fifteen came years old, I think, when 15. she started. Yes, and she was huge, impacted so many lives way back when. And then, at her very height, she went secular, and pretty much uh, Christian radio in general pulled her off. We did. And it was a pretty intense time, and there was marriage and divorce, and uh, this it was just all kind of stuff going on in her life, and the secular world came on, and so uh, in these past years, as she has begun to have more of a presence again in Christian music, you see this interesting redemption here of an artist, and so it, it kind of goes with the conversation. We're talking about the Day of Atonement, atonement, right? So God brings judgment, and sometimes that judgment... Uh, wipes away your sin. Sometimes it kills you. Sometimes it wipes away your sin. And we want to help you walk in an atonement uh, that is the cross of Jesus Christ that will wash away your sin. So we just introduced the concept of these donkeys, all right? So it's a scriptural picture, A if I'm kind of painting a picture from scripture. And donkeys have been used throughout scripture. I want two examples that will probably in the, in the strongest part here would be Balaam, who... Uh, who rode a donkey? God gave the donkey speech so he could uh, stop Balaam from disobedience. And Jesus, who rode a donkey into Jerusalem to be introduced as the Messiah, and because that was a picture from Zechariah. So in both of those cases, you know, the donkey could talk. I mean, that had to be, you know, what's, what's <laughs> okay. A, what's amazing about Balaam is he just has a conversation with the donkey. <laughs> it's like he's so messed up, he doesn't even realize how screwed up it is. And the sad story for Balaam is he was a prophet of God, talked to God, heard from God, but then he used the knowledge he had. He couldn't curse Israel, but he could tell Balak, he could tell them how to defeat them, and that's by sexual immorality, and he did. And after it all happened, and there was a plague, and 24,000 were killed, Moses sent them back in, and they killed all the kings of that country, as well as Balaam. So he got payback for what he did, but he led to the death of 24,000. 
thousand mighty warriors. And yet he was a prophet, and so there's this situation exactly. where on one hand, uh, God is wanting to communicate to the people through him as a voice piece, and yet on the other hand, he's doing these really boneheaded uh, things. And it's so important because... Though when you come to this topic of donkeys, it's important that you don't exalt what God says don't exalt. Jesus rode a donkey and to come in as the Messiah, but he didn't get off the donkey and turn him into a great racehorse. It was a donkey, and he used it as a donkey for its perfect purpose. And so the same thing with Balaam. It was a donkey that could talk. I, I don't think he could keep talking for the rest of his life. Probably, probably not. He probably got killed along with everybody else in the battle. But nonetheless... These donkeys have a purpose, and we've got to learn to put them in the right place. So I'm going to call this some possible giant slayers, donkeys with swords or demons with delusion. So uh, as we talk about the Day of Atonement and the years ahead, there's an old saying that's pretty, pretty well known, they who dance are thought mad by those who can't hear the music. There's a longer version. Now step aside, look upon life as a disinterested spectator. Many a drama will turn into a comedy. It is enough for us to stop our ears to the sound of music in a room where dancing is going on for the dancers at once to appear ridiculous. How many human actions would stand a similar test? A guy by the name of Henry Bergson did that. It's a wonderful picture that you may see some things in the days ahead, and those things may make you ask questions. And so I'm going to talk about a couple of things that's in the news and been in the news for the last few years and just recently that... that the potential is that are these donkeys are these somebody that's obviously different as we look into situations or all entertainers, like one, perhaps, uh, is a little different because he's become our president, and that's Donald Trump. But, you know, at 73 years old, by far, three years as president, but 70 years as an entertainer. So that's, and some call him a donkey of a different sort. But the, nonetheless, this is not a political statement. We're talking about a life that God is using, and he'll use all of our lives to some degree. And it's not an encouragement to vote or not to vote for anyone. So, again, this is not politics at all. This is a prophetic observation of some entertainers of what God is doing on the earth today and will be doing to a greater degree in the next few years with many entertainers. This is about what God is doing, and he's doing what no man can do. He just happened to be using people. So, once again, as we talk about um, this man who's become our president, uh, no matter how long he serves in that role, it will be hardly one-tenth of his life. His legacy, most likely as a human, will be as an entertainer, a billionaire, real estate tycoon, playboy, those, those kind of things. He has a chance, like all of us, like anybody has, to be used of God greatly. And, you know, God raises up leaders. We've shared that verse. So what are the giants God is dealing with right now? by putting this particular person in in uh, America as president a couple of years back. Number one, again, it's not about America. It's about Israel. So, uh, you know, Jerusalem has been named the capital of Israel. That has been something that in, since 1947 it was not done. Talked about that during Rosh Hashanah. That's a big one. Uh, for the first time ever, these nations uh, in the Middle East are, are uh, starting to negotiate a non-aggression pact. They're between them described as potentially historic. The, the, the goal is to end the state of conflict between the Gulf states and Israel and f create friendly relations uh, so that no war or excitement against each other. It's huge. And it's one of those things that if it happens, 
uh, you look and go, wow, that's uh, striking. I mean, way back when a president, Jimmy Carter, tried to work on a peace thing, didn't work right. out. But nonetheless, it was a president, it was the United States, and it was working through the countries. And also, you'll see this because God is working to bring things to a head over there. Uh, also, right now, we're seeing an impact on the global economy, the global trade system, national boundaries. You know, the war over there has put people scattered all across Europe. And so now there's a real battle over what immigration of, to any country and how you deal with your boundaries. Uh, there's an area of justice, bringing justice, even in appointing judges. So, so we have a guy who is, again, we're not dealing with the politics of it. Simply, God raises up people for their purposes. And so he chose to bring in this situation. The only other time I remember this was Ronald Reagan, who was an actor. And so when God raised up, usually they're lawyers and or warriors, things like that. But in this case, I think that this one would qualify in that as a donkey with a sword. And that's not an insult to call somebody a donkey with a sword. It's just saying that God has a purpose for this person and their history. Typically, it's going to be kind of bad. Well, and, and, you're, and you're making the biblical comparison that a donkey has these positive aspects, sure. also has these negative aspects, and can many times go both ways. So, again, yeah. we don't want to get sidetracked into... You know, oh, you're using that as a euphemism for another word for a donkey and making that statement. Yeah, no, you're just totally using opposite. it as from the biblical standpoint, since, of course, even in Revelation, as you talked about yeah. there with the, the Nicolaitans and all of that. So just want to remind people these are not a subtle way of, of making that comment. Yeah, we're saying very straight. So and I think it's important as we look at the revival that God is going to bring on the land, he's going to use people, a lot of people. And and I guess the whole purpose of even having this conversation is to say, don't get distracted by the tools that God uses, the people that God uses. He's going to use all kinds of things. What we have to determine is how do we pray for people that are being used in this season? How do we walk out the call that God's have on us while he's doing these things with people? And he's going to do it with both political parties and, you know, in America, you know, there I, don't, I think there's been five or six political parties from since George Washington that has come. And so it has nothing to do with the politics of things. It has to do with God's work on the land. So my question for this is, in this days ahead, how do we deal with what's happening? Because this is coming up a lot right now. Uh, Hollywood and L.A. obviously are full of donkeys. And, and using the interpret, again, donkeys who are these animals who have had this bad past but are used of God, like Balaam, the talking donkey. So a disclaimer, not uh, advocating for, <laughs> the same way for not advocating the politics, not advocating for any of these entertainers either. I don't think we should hold any of them up for examples. I think that's a mistake we make. If you notice, we don't talk about artists a lot here. We play music. We play the songs, the worship, because we're focused on Jesus. Uh, we're not going to play any of the music of some of these artists that are coming out until, you know, God shows something very obvious. And I'm not going to become a fan. I don't actually know a lot about them, but we wanted to answer this question because it's being ask a lot. We must discern how to love and disciple unclean people who are on the verge of following Jesus, but before their lives come clean. The folks trapped in evil will be hating them. As we see in our country right now, there's such a backlash against the president who actually came from that world. I, I Sometimes I look and think, that's the most bizarre thing. So as Christians, we can't be hating people because of their sin, because God appears to be using people before they're fully clean. So we don't get distracted. We don't exalt them either. That's not the right thing to do. Uh, we don't lower the standards of holiness that God calls us to walk in. 
And But we must guard our heart that we don't become a people that don't believe God can bring revival to the darkest hearts. So you've probably noticed in the news lately a guy by the name of Kanye West. If you're old like me, <laughs> you don't know any of his music. Well, and, he was Kenny West to me for years, so that, <laughs> that tells you yeah, something. Who's this guy? <laughs> now, and he's jumped up on the scene because... Uh, he said, I'm only going to do gospel music now. I'm not going to do secular music. And he's huge in the secular world. And I really... And is he the one that's doing these Sunday services that he we is. keep? Uh, I even know some of the local news channels out of Atlanta recently came to some mega church, maybe down in South Atlanta, sure. and did a big concert. So maybe you've seen something like that, even if the name isn't immediately sure. recognizable. And the only thing, you know, I usually see in the news is he's pretty flaky. He's, you know, he says this, then he does this, and he says this, and he says, I was going, oh my gosh. So he's been a pretty good example of double-mindedness through the time, but now suddenly he's begun to get himself more focused, possibly. So is God sending these people like this, these donkeys with swords, to the people who set the themselves against him. And here's the interesting thing. That name, Kanye, it means let's give God honor or praise or tribute. It's an unusual thing, right? So, and he's married into another unusual family, the Kardashians. And interesting thing of that one is that name means stone carver. They call Jesus in the Bible, we interpret it as a carpenter, but he's actually a stone carver. So why does this thing happen and why is it in our face and going, is there something to this? Because the thing is, these any of these people that God raises up, when we see this garbage in their life, we have to say, is this a donkey or a demon? Is this delusion or is this God doing something? So he says he's only going to do gospel music. He had several friends on a Sunday service. One of them is pastors by the name of Adam Tyson, and he's been leading a West, uh, leading West in a Bible study, sharing the gospel with thousands on Sundays in Detroit, New York, and Salt Lake City. Here's how he describes the relationship. He asked me to help him to learn more about God from the Bible. So started a Bible study with him and others in uh, Calabasas in August. I would teach from God's Word about how salvation is only by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. We've had lots of conversations about how to love God, love others, walk in holiness. He describes these services where the uh, West is in as a worship event where the goal is to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ in a world that is hurting and a world that is looking for answers. A lot of people have come to the Sunday service one way, perhaps simply hoping to hear a Kanye hit, but he hopes that they leave having an encounter with God. So you have there, obviously, God raising up this really mighty warrior, and this other guy, you're going, uh, I don't know. So and You know what this reminds me of is uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, yeah. many of you will remember uh, Larry Norman, considered the, the father, the grandfather of contemporary Christian music, and he was holding Bible studies, and somehow Bob sure. Dylan attended a Bible study and became, quote-unquote, born again, and sure. even released a couple of Christian albums, which album. you and yeah. I... I've talked about in the past. I, I think probably on our top ten list, "Slow Train Coming" is is a top ten. At least I know for me, it's a top ten album of of any album I've ever heard. And yet today, you know, you don't hear Bob Dylan promoting no. uh, his Christianity like he did for a season. And he comes from a Jewish faith too, so he reverted back. And I, as you remember, and I remember back in those days, he tried to do what this this singer is now doing and saying, "I'm only going to do Christian, not secular." And he had such a backlash. 
But Christians uh, bashed him, and then the lost people bashed him, and in the end, he fell away. And so I think that we have another opportunity here to determine not to just lose our minds and be crazy, but to say, okay, how? what is God doing, and how do we help these people that might be coming out of the light? Because these are some interesting characters. Justin Bieber is one of them, too. That's part of the Hillsong movement. And you, you say uh, his name means just, fair, or righteous. So my question is that we should ask ourselves and ask God is, you know, these people, if God is raising them up, it's for them to do whatever they're going to do. It's not really anything to do with us either or to be part of our life. You're not supposed to exalt a donkey. You just let the God ride the donkey and do what he wants with it if it's the sword from his mouth. If you exalt these people, they're going to fall and they're going to be destructive. Do we make the mistake of going to those those opposite ends of either raising them up as some sort of, of, of new prophet who should be listened to or criticizing them. What was the phrase you used as, as a, a, a demon or something? A demon of delusion. A de- yeah. demon of delusion. Is that part of the mistake we make is that we figure they have to either be in one of these two camps without allowing for God to be doing something that isn't necessarily in either of those camps and that ultimate future for them is really undetermined because yeah. they they have a choice to decide you know is this going to be a real thing or is this going to be a phase of my life and because what i what i see it as and because i believe we're in the day of atonement so we're talking about god atoning god saved saved us i mean we did, we weren't worthy of something right but we also see people who rise and fall and rise and fall and god comes and pulls us out and you know israel is this wonderful picture and i believe what we're about to enter in these days ahead we're gonna have to deal with these things we don't have to deal with them right now but it's coming and i believe it's like the days of joshua where the five kings and armies with giants gathered against god's people Joshua asked for the sun and the moon to hold still in the sky so the battle could be finished. I mean, my goodness. The Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them, and they died. There were more who died from the hailstones than the children of Israel killed with the sword. Hmm. So if God is doing something, it's going to be great, profound, and unbelievable. And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hands. Not a man of them, man of them shall stand before you. Joshua therefore came upon them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal. The Lord routed them before Israel, killed them with a great slaughter as they fled before Israel. The Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Asuka, and they died. There were more who died from the hailstones from the children of Israel killed with the sword. And Joshua spoke to the Lord in that day. The Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, set in the sight of Israel. Sun stands still over Gibeon and moon in the valley. And so the sun stood still, the moon st- stopped, so the people had revenge upon their enemies. So there is, but then on the other side of the Jordan, the same great warrior men fell into the delusion with Balaam. So what I'm saying is, you know, we have seen in the church in these last 20 years, pastors exalted really, really great, and then they fall. And it takes a lot of people with them. So we're coming into a season of great revival, which means God is going to be taking some very unclean vessels, some donkeys, and using them in mighty ways. And if we can, if we could just learn <laughs> from the past, don't exalt them. Let God use them and pray for them and encourage them, but stay grounded in your walk and don't think that this is a new way of walking. I can mm. walk with sin in my life. That's stupid. Don't do that. Do what God tells you. Walk strong, but also allow him to do these things in the land because you're going to see mighty miracles, but then you might see the very same people fall into deep sin.
all the more reason to follow Jesus. Amen. We <laughs> he, need the Day of he, Atonement. He is your example. And uh, somebody said to me years ago when uh, talking about this subject of, you know, entertainers and celebrities being born again, being Christians, and the advice was, you know, surround yourself and, and follow people that are disciples of Jesus. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between somebody that that has just become a Christian or says they've become a Christian versus somebody who's a, a deep disciple of Jesus. So sure. follow him. And that will show you a little bit of why we do what we do, even with the music that we play. We're very focused. Stay focused on Jesus. And uh, let's uh, together uh, on this Day of Atonement, let's pray for Israel who needs Jesus. They know the right God, but they've left out the Messiah. They've left out their Savior. And the world is desperate. So on this Day of Atonement, the best way we can do is to pray, then step into sharing Christ with your mouth, face-to-face -face with people every day. Who do you know that uh, needs to hear this material? Do you need to hear it again? I know I do. A little bit later this afternoon, uh, the entire teaching available on the new More Music app. You can download that if you've not already uh, at Google Play, the App Store, or Victory.Radio. Teaching notes available at blog.victory.radio, or if you just are on our website, look for the blog link in the upper right-hand corner. And then once more, tell everybody about Wednesday evening, Ray. We're, we're speaking with Ray Haynes. You're going to be, we'll be live. The, the Day of Atonement. So the Day of Atonement starts tonight, all day tomorrow. It ends in the evening. As it's ending, I'll be teaching on the Day of Atonement at Warhill uh, in Dawsonville, which is a central campus. And so we'll be an abbreviated version of this, but probably some things other things will be added in as well thank you good stuff today amen matt james solutions for hair